Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is so exciting. We're here. It's Sunday. I hope you're all having a lovely Sunday. It is later than I planned to release this episode. I will admit, I am late. I know I'm late, but I've had a busy morning and it's been kind of low-key, a little bit stressful moving to London, but we're here now and that's all that matters. What a week this has been. It's kind of weird to think that this time last week I was in Bali, like at a beach club. I was really hungover this time last Sunday. I was so hungover. Because in Bali, I didn't really drink much. Um, On that last Saturday where I did drink, not even that much. Like, I would say it was just a pretty slandered, like, nice night. I was dead to the world the next day. I had such a bad... I think because I didn't drink much water and it's hot, it was just... Ugh. But so weird to think this was my last day in Bali and now I'm literally living in London. This week has been a big week, to say the least. I'm so, like, I feel like I'm a bit exhausted, I can't lie. Because yesterday, we no, not even yesterday, so we flew back. The last you heard from me, I was in my last day in Bali. It was all going great. I was really sad about leaving. Not, it wasn't the one. But now, then the day after, we packed up and then we took a one-hour journey to the airport, a a four-hour flight to Bangkok, where we waited for four hours. We then had a a ten-and-a-half-hour flight to Vienna, where we then waited for two hours, and then had a a two-and-a-half-hour flight to London, where I then waited for four hours, and then had a four-hour train journey back home to Scarborough, which I then arrived in, was dead to the world, dead, dead to the world. But I did get my headphones fixed. We'll come to that in a second. Dead to the world... Then I had to pack up my room and my life in two days and then travel back down to London. And guys, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, the things I have brought with... Oh, you can tell I was jet lagged when I packed. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. The way I got here was because we didn't want to drive into central London because it's like a bit stressful and you have to pay all the congestion charges and things like that. But I didn't want to get a train all the way down because it's like £200 and me and my mum were going together. And so we drove to St Albans, parked there and got the train in. But one of my suitcases was a little bit heavy, shall we say. I may have packed, I may have packed ankle weights. I did pack ankle weights and they are heavy. They are very heavy. When I picked them out of my suitcase, I forgot how heavy they were. And let me just say, mum carried that bag. She was the one pulling that suitcase and getting that around London. To be fair, it was all fine until we got to the tube stop near where I am. And they had no lifts there, which meant we had to pull the bag up all of the flights of stairs. And we had two suitcases. I was wearing both the rucksack. She was wearing her rucksack. It was so much stuff. But I'm impressed that I managed to do it without a car. Because I have not... Like, when I moved to Leeds... Jesus Christ, I had so much stuff with me. I managed to fill a Q7, which is a massive car. That is huge. I brought everything in my entire life with me. But that wasn't good because then I had this like bag underneath my bed that I straight up didn't look in for three years. Like things that I just thought I might need, but just didn't need. I think you can go to uni with too much stuff and too much storage stuff and that makes you get more things and then your room feels so cluttered and it's so much harder to clean and feel on top of everything and keep track of everything. It's a nightmare. So I am glad that this time I have brought less things with me. It's been it, it's a more manageable and my room is actually so nice. I'm so surprised. Everyone said that I was going to really struggle to find like a nice house, nice room in London, everything like that. But this is the nicest room I have had since I've like since starting uni. Like this is the best room. And I think this might be the nicest house I've lived in as well. It's so nice. There's like 
a bath, there's a living room, there's a separate kitchen, there's a garden, there's, oh, it's just really nice and it's really homely and I'm just, I was so nervous about moving to London, I was so stressed about it all and like it is still a bit nerve-wracking and intimidating but this house has made it so much easier, it feels so much more like home which I think is so important when you are moving to uni. And when you are starting to like move out or like trying to find your own place when you're at uni, I think it's so important to find a house that feels like home because it makes you feel so much more settled, so much more settled. I just realised I kind of went into the topic of this week's podcast, so I should probably finish the life update of things that have happened this week, which has mainly been travelling. I can't lie, like I haven't done a lot of things other than travel and pack, which was a fucking nightmare, but I feel like I've ranted about that. So let's move on to the topic of this week's podcast, because really it's a big one and I feel like there's a lot to say and it's all that's on my mind, so I can't really give the life update without giving the podcast, if that makes sense, because the topic is the life update. They were one and the same this week so the topic of this week's podcast is going to be moving to university or moving to a new city basically around change around changing your surroundings it's going to be more focused about university because that's obviously what I'm doing right now but it kind of applies to whether you're moving for a job whether you're moving for a relationship anything to do with that because that's really what's on my mind this week and it's been it's been hard and I think a lot of people I know it's it's intense moving to university and I think it's something that everyone struggles with because no one I know who's moved has had like I don't want to put people off and say like it's been a bad experience it isn't a bad experience but it's hard it's really hard I think it's one of the hardest things I've done both the first time and then this time was so much easier but it's still stressful and anxiety inducing because you're going into a situation that's so uncertain so uncertain and I think it kind of it's been a big week of change this week for me like when I first came back from Bali on Monday being honest I woke up and I just cried like, I just cried because it it was a bit like I never left, but it wasn't. But it was, like, opening up and because, obviously, I'd seen... I always wake up the same direction, like, facing my window. And I was looking out my window and I was like, it's so weird being back. And I was so nervous about what was coming. And all of a sudden, I started to realise, like, my brain does this thing where it focuses... On, where it focuses... I said that weirdly. Where it focuses, like on the last of everything. I've always been a very, like, sentimental person. Very, like... Like, I remember as a kid... This is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm sharing it. As a kid, when it was, like, the end of Christmas, I used to collect the Christmas tree-like pine needles and put them in the freezer so I could keep them because I wanted to keep on a part of Christmas. This is how much I loved Christmas and how sentimental. I have workbooks, um, letters, diaries, back from when I was six, seven. I have always been like wanting to document everything and record everything and like sentimental about different things going on and so when I have like these big life changes like this my brain tends to focus on the last of everything like the entire week I've been like this is the last time I'm gonna have coffee with you this is the last time I'm gonna pop down to my grandparents which is not the way you should do it and that's my first big tip of advice is if you are moving you can't be focusing on what you're losing you have to start focusing on what you're gaining because it can be such an anxiety-inducing thought process of like, this is the last of everything. But you need to be thinking about how many good things are going to become out of it. And you're not losing it. It's not like you can never go back. It's not like I'm never going to see my grandparents again. It's more, I'm gaining so many new opportunities. And by focusing and switching into that more positive light, it's so much easier to be less sad about it all. Because 
the fact is you are moving, you are leaving. And by being this like massively sentimental person about it all, although it is like important to make those nice final memories and like make an effort when you're going, by making it into this massive emotional experience, you're not helping yourself. The truth is it is happening. You are leaving. And this is what I've been really grasping with this week of like, it's happening, so why am I spending so much emotional energy on it? It is happening, but I need to be present here. And my boyfriend's really good at doing this, and I am not really good at doing this, because the entire week, like, obviously, I don't want to get emotional. I don't want to get emotional. I'm not going to get emotional. Um, Obviously, like, going from being together every single day for a month and over summer and spending so much time together has been so great and so much fun, and now going back to being long distance, it was like this thing that I have been dreading. And the issue with making it into this massive, big emotional experience is that it kind of like drip fed into everything. Like the last weekend I was in Bali, I remember I sobbed, Just I, I'm gonna be honest. I had one, I had a proper like bit of a breakdown on Saturday night. No, not Saturday night, Friday night. No, I, maybe it was Sunday night. It was our last night. And that, although I'm not, don't feel guilty for it, it happened, I was emotional, like, these things happen, that experience then overtook the final night, do you know what I mean, it could have been nice to go for some drinks, or just, like, just to end it on a high, but I was so emotional about everything that was coming, and thinking so deeply into everything, that in a way, I kind of ruined that experience, and I don't, ruin sounds bad, and I don't think it's a negative thing, it's just a thing that happened, and I don't feel guilty about it or anything like that, and I don't want you to feel guilty about it either, but I just want to notice how being this massively emotional, making it into such a big emotional experience doesn't help, it doesn't make it any better, it doesn't make it any easier, it just makes it so much more harder to break down, and so much more choking, because when I start thinking about these things that I have, like, the fact that my boyfriend isn't here anymore, and then when I was saying goodbye to, like, my mum, and, like, my dad, and my sister, like, I found that really hard, and I still find that, like, you probably hear my voice, like, I feel sad about it, and I don't, I don't like saying goodbye to people, I really, really struggle with it, and I don't know why, I think I've always been quite, like, a, I love my family, and we're a really close family, and even when I went to, like, preschool, mum used to have to drag me to preschool, and when she left, I screamed and sobbed, like, I have never been good at leaving people, I don't know whether I have, like, an attachment issue, it's not as big as an issue, but I just really struggle with that side of things, I really struggle with leaving people, and it makes me feel really anxious, and I don't know whether it's the thought of being on my own, or I think I just miss them, like, I used to think it was something big and deeper, but I think I just miss them and so this week when I was saying goodbye to them like it was emotional and I did feel really sad and like if I think about it now I feel sad but yesterday when I said goodbye I said goodbye and I walked away and like I was so sad for like three minutes and I could feel myself start to get all choked up and I was like don't sob on the tube that's so embarrassing don't sob on the tube like I took some deep breaths I just went on with the day and I think one of the biggest things when you are leaving kind of the preempting it all and the kind of the freshest nervousness of all of that when you are about to leave is just getting it over and done with and then just keeping busy you cannot stay still you cannot let yourself wallow and think about things because it is so much worse you will not help the situation in the slightest you're going to make it so much more emotional and not what you want I think the thing that I struggle with quite a lot is making it into this big emotional experience and then almost giving myself like emotional blackmailing or torture thinking over these things and like 
I just can't think about the fact that I'm not with them right now and that I've moved away. I just can't think about it. And that's okay. And I know maybe that's a bit of an avoidance thing. It's like you need to face your feelings on all of that. But I personally think sometimes it's better to not face it when it's so raw. I think it's too raw right now because I literally left yesterday. It's too raw. And so now I need to kind of be of a more of a mindset of like, we're just being more caring and compassionate towards yourself. And I think this is the other thing. In the first few days when you are moving, my mum was really like one of the biggest things that she said to me. She was like, you just need to be really caring towards yourself. You need to show yourself a lot of compassion. Go and buy yourself some flowers. Buy yourself something nice for dinner. Eat some nice food. Like treat yourself very kindly over the next few days because you've gone through a very like, you've gone through a lot of change recently and you need to be so kind towards yourself and I think this is the biggest thing every time like I've called her the passion are you being kind to yourself are you being kind to yourself because I think I can put myself under quite a lot of pressure and I can make the situation so much worse which isn't really what helps the situation in the slightest that's not what you should be doing it makes it into a painful experience I think when you go through such a big life change you need to look after yourself you need to put yourself almost like you're looking after yourself like a little kid I don't know but buy yourself a chocolate bar from the shops when you go on your weekly shop buy yourself a coffee go for a walk look after yourself because the next few days are hard and if you're not careful you can sink into like wallowing and self-pity and that's not what you need you need to almost feel secure and you can make yourself feel secure in yourself because everything around you has changed which makes you feel kind of not that secure in your surroundings because everything is new but you can bring back that sense of security into yourself by doing these things such as buying yourself a coffee or buying yourself some flowers or sitting yourself down to journal just giving yourself these activities that make you look after you that make you do the things that are going to make you feel okay and make you feel more secure in your surroundings and I think it's so important and I really wish during my first year of uni and my first few days like I had done that things like today for for example I woke up and I felt really anxious I felt really anxious about money about working about my uni I just felt so nervous about it all and so I sat up I meditated. The meditation went shit. It went terribly. I think I went on my phone three times. I got so bored. I wasn't really doing it, but I did it. I did it. And now I'm going to try and do that every day. And then I got myself out of bed and I went to the gym. I bought myself a gym membership and I went to the gym and there was like procrastinating in and out of it. But like, I'm glad that I went and did that. I wasn't meant to do that until after the podcast, but I knew that doing a workout, moving my body would make me feel better. And I think you have to be quite almost responsible and grown up in these types of situations when you need to put yourself first you need to put yourself in your mind first and do things that you know will make you feel better even if you don't want to do them I didn't want to go on a workout I didn't want to do it I haven't worked out for like six weeks and I just straight up didn't want to do it but I knew it would make me feel better and it did make me feel better although although going to the gym after not going for like a year I totally forgot how to work out. I totally, I was like looking at the dumbbells. I was like, what am I going to do with them? What am I even going to do with them? I don't even know. We managed to make up a workout and I did get a bit in my own head about it all being like, I think everyone's laughing at me because I don't know what to work out to do. And so I am going to plan this. And this is another thing. If you are also going to start joining the gym or something when you move or someone new, have a little idea of what you're going to do before you go there because there is no helpfulness. There is nothing in the slightest. Anyway, that was a massive sidetrack, but that has been something that (laughs) was funny. It was funny. 
But I think another one of the biggest anxiety-inducing things about coming into a new scenario is the amount of uncertainty and dealing with uncertainty. It is so stressful moving to somewhere new and thinking like not knowing anyone and not knowing how you're going to make friends, not knowing how your course is going to be. But you just have to kind of trust that it is going to be okay and that you are going to meet people. I was so stressed about like the friendship side and things of was I going to meet anyone and my housemates are so lovely that I couldn't have got better. Like I feel so happy and so lucky and so grateful about how well it has all gone because genuinely... I feel like I've known them years. I feel like I have known them and like been friends with them for years. So I feel very grateful about that. But I think this is the thing. You've got to trust in the process that good things will happen. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be and it will work out. Like this is how I kind of, you need to put it to rest and stop overthinking it before it comes because it actually doesn't change anything. Me being stressed about making new friends wasn't helping me make friends. And I think that is something that I wish I, it's really hard to take on board, but you just have to trust that when you're going to get there, it will all work out. I think you also though, although you have to trust in the process, you have to be proactive in the process too. You can't just be sat in your room being like, I trust that new friends are going to come into my life. I trust it. It's like, it's not going to work like that. You have to put yourself out there. Like on my group chat, on my, (laughs) on my group chat for my course, I put a message on on Friday and I was like, does anyone fancy going for a coffee or a drink after our classes on Monday? And like a loads of people replied and we're all going to go for a coffee or a drink or something. And I think you have to be proactive in it. You can't just sit and wait. And it is not that scary asking people if they want to do stuff it really isn't the worst they can say is no and I think this is the other thing you can be so scared in these scenarios about when you're meeting new people when you're trying to make new friends you can be so stressed in that situation about how you're going to do it and what people are going to think about you and you can get really in your own head about what people are going to think about you that you stop thinking about how important it is that your opinion of them you stop valuing your own opinion as much as you value theirs, which when you have it a more equal footing, a more kind of, I wonder if I'm going to like them and they're going to like me, makes you feel less insecure about yourself. It makes you feel so much less stressed about it because you don't need to feel stressed about it. You don't need to feel anxiety and fear about, I mean, everyone does. Everyone feels scared when they move somewhere new, but if you make it more of an equal footing, it's less like you're trying to need to change yourself or you're going to need to be on high alert for the entire time, less like you're needing to be ready to make the best impression of your entire life. You just need to be you and see how it goes and trust that if you're friendly and chatty and you make a good impression, you're not rude basically, if you try and put your best foot forward, you will eventually meet the right people. It might not be the first people that you meet. It might not be the second people that you meet, but eventually you will find your people. And I think this is the other thing. A lot of the people that you meet, they don't have to be your best friends. It can just be someone nice that you chat to in the lecture theatre. And that friendship is also valuable. I know I've talked before about like, in my head, I have like tiers of friendships. It's kind of like the really, really close ones that you could rely on for anyone. The kind of the next tier is like the ones you might meet for coffee or lunch, but you probably wouldn't call them at 3am. And then you have the outer circle, which might be maybe friends of a friend or friends you could just chat to. Or, do you know what I mean? Like close, like friends, you know them, but not super close. And I think this is the other thing. When you're meeting new people and you move to a new city, your head is geared towards thinking about that everyone, any one of these people could be my best friend and I need to make them one of my best friend. 
you need to let that process form naturally and just happen. Because if you try and pressure a friendship into a really intense, great friendship, you might become quite co- first off, you might become quite codependent on each other, which is so easily done when you move to university or experience a new type of change. Because when you are experiencing this new thing, you don't have a lot of things that remind you of home. You don't have a lot of security. Everything is new. And so you latch on to someone and they are your new security. And doing things together gives you that sense of security because it's less isolating and less lonely. But in hindsight, you might look back and think that wasn't the best friendship for me in that time. I should have waited and had more sense of self and knowledge that better things would come for me than that. Because you stop yourself, you stop yourself pushing yourself and growing. And I think that's really important when you go into these new situations is to be sure enough in yourself that you're not going to jump to anything. You're just going to allow the people that you really want to fall into your life to fall into your life and to meet them naturally and organically and it's not going to be really stressful you shouldn't feel like you have to properly graft and graft and graft for a friendship I'm not saying you shouldn't feel like you have to invite them out for coffee or a drink a few times but I mean if you invite them out for coffee and the conversation is dead and you have nothing in common and it's just really awkward and then you do it again and it's really awkward and you do it again it's really awkward and it takes you about 10 of these really awkward experiences to then be kind of good friends it should be easier than that. You deserve people that make you feel good without that much hard work. You shouldn't have to be putting so much hard work into it because the truth is, if you make a friendship like that, it's going to be exhausting. It's going to be so mentally tiring and taxing because that's all you're going to be thinking about. When you're there, you're not going to be able to just relax. And I think that's an important thing when you are moving cities or moving to university is to find people. This is moving somewhere new is a new chapter. It is starting a new page. It is a proper new opening chapter of your life. And you need to make sure that you make the most of it. And you go into it as the most original, properly version of you. The best version of you. The version of you that is the real you. Because every time you start... This is kind of how I visualise it. It's like I've just ended a chapter and I'm about to begin a new one. And I wanted to come into this knowing myself as much as I could. Because going forward, I want to build upon the version of me that is me. You don't want to go into your new chapter. You don't want to start your new page as a character that isn't really you. Because you might stay as that character for the next couple of years. And then you're not going to be able to be the true you. Do you know what I mean? This is such an incredible opportunity to work out who you are and who you want to be and to be able to find who you actually are in this world. And I think it's easy to move somewhere new and to pretend to be someone different than you actually are because no one knows you and so there's no pressure. And you can be anyone. I think that's the thing, you can really be anyone. But it's so important to make sure that you stay true to who you are and don't try and pursue these friendships or relationships that don't fulfil you and aren't great because then you'll fill up your slots. I think... It's unrealistic to think that you're going to have a 30 people friendship group. I personally would rather have like five really good mates who I actually can spend time with and enjoy being with. And it's great rather than like a massive, massive social circle of like 30 or 40 or 50 people because I don't know where I'd fit it all in. And it would kind of stress me out. And I think that's the thing. You need to pursue friendships that are going to make you feel really, really good in yourself. And I think that's really important when you are moving on to something new, something different. I think my other big tip of advice when you are moving to university or moving city, other than obviously pack less, you do not need that much stuff. You do not need to fill your room. It'll make you feel claustrophobic and you don't know what your room is going to be like during freshers. My room was literally a prison cell. There was a bar across the window. It was awful. It was so bad, but I brought so much stuff and crammed it so full of stuff that it made it so much worse. So that's my first tip. 
don't bring as much stuff as you think you need. You can buy it when you're there. And it's quite fun to create a room when you're there. I think another thing I regret doing is I brought everything from home, which basically decimated my room at home. It meant when I went home in the holidays and things like that, it didn't feel like a home room anymore. It didn't feel like my room. And it's quite nice to feel like if you are keeping your room, I know a lot of parents like take the room back once the kid leaves the university, but if you are keeping it, it is really nice to feel like that is still your room and is like a secure, kind of like an anchor place that you still have so try not to take everything you can get stuff when you're there it's really fun to create a room and facebook marketplace in cities is so good and so much cheaper so would really recommend doing that i think also for your first weekend kind of have an idea about what you're going to do i had a brief idea about what i was going to do this weekend don't plan too much stuff because you're going to meet your flatmates and they're going to want to do things with you and that's going to be out of the plan. But certain things like recording this podcast today, going to the gym, I'm going to go to the my university and find out where that is today. Certain things like that make you feel more prepared and make you feel like you're in a better headspace about it all because you're not just floating. I remember a lot of like wasted time when I was in Leeds, like a lot of just sitting around not knowing what to do, not really going into the city, not really feeling comfortable or anything like that because I didn't know what there was to do so before you go do a bit of research make yourself excited about the place that you're going so that you have some things that if you do you find yourself at a loose end you're not sure what to do you can go out and explore because this is a totally new experience that you're having this is a totally new city and it's really really fun to explore it and I think it keeps your mind busy it keeps you distracted which is good when you are feeling a little bit homesick I think moving to university and the change everything it's scary and it is hard but I promise you it does get better the first few days are the worst and once you're in the university flow time flies so just appreciate it all I think this has been a big thing for this experience is just appreciating all the emotions because even though I am anxious and I have cried and I've been stressed I know I might not ever get to do this again and I'm actually pretty proud of myself of how I've coached with it all because I remember in freshers I was so unhappy I was so unhappy I was miserable but here I feel happy. And I think that's another thing in going where you feel aligned. I didn't feel, I just went to Leeds. I didn't really think about it. I really thought about London and I really wanted to come here for a while. I knew this was something that I really, really wanted to do. And now that I'm here, I feel that even more. I feel so excited when I'm walking around. I feel like I know what I want to do. And I think that's made it so much more fun. I think another thing that helped me moving to university was visiting the city that I was coming into quite a lot before I moved here. I know that's not always possible, um, especially if like the city's far away. To me, Scarborough and Leeds is pretty close, so I could have done that. But with my job, I was able to come to London quite a lot, which meant I could, I use the tubes. It's silly things like, I got used to using the tube. I got used to walking around. I got used to kind of seeing the different sights and experiencing London. And I think this is the thing. I got used to that entire experience. So when I did move here, didn't feel quite so daunting. I kind of knew where I was going. I knew what I was up to. And that made me feel a lot better. So I would really recommend doing that, making the place that you're going a bit more familiar so that when you do move, there is less uncertainty. There is less anxiety about the entire experience. But just be kind to yourself. Moving to university is really scary. Moving cities is really scary. Big change is terrifying. But you're doing it and that's so exciting. You should be so compassionate about to yourself, so kind to yourself because it's hard to go through all of these things when you're being mean to yourself and you're judging yourself. You just almost need to just look at yourself and be like, I'm doing this and I'm proud of myself for doing this and just taking baby steps. 
me going out later on and getting a coffee. That is literally my entire plan for the day. After recording this and some videos, that's it. That's all I'm doing and I'm excited about that. And that in itself is an activity. Don't push yourself too far. You don't have to do everything all at once. You don't have to go clubbing every single night. I think this is the other thing. I think drinking so much in freshers, everyone does it to make friends. I think it's almost like everyone does it. So it's kind of hard not to do it. But I like the fact here I haven't Try, like we got drunk on Friday but I didn't drink last night and I liked that because I didn't wake up feeling anxious today it's meant I've been able to have a nice day and have like a clear head on me so that's been I think that's good as well like look at your drinking and going out type things and if you're feeling really anxious and overwhelmed overwhelmed it is okay to have a night off it is okay just to go to the cinema the cinema is such a fun way to fill your time if you are on your own but you want to be out of the house because people are having freeze go to the cinema listen to your body and listen to how it's feeling and make yourself feel better prioritize how you're feeling and I promise you missing one night out will not stop all your friendships you will still meet people you will still make best friends I think that's such a common thought process is FOMO if I miss this I'm never going to be able to experience anything else that's good and I'm going to lose my friendship and just pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself to doing things that you don't really want to do and I think that's that's sad and so yeah be kind to yourself compassionate to yourself listen to yourself don't pack as much as you think you need visit the city that you're going to and don't make it into a big sentimental thing. You are gaining so much by doing this. You cannot stay in the place you are forever. There's nothing else there for you now and that's why you're leaving and this is such an exciting opportunity. But now I'm going to do something new with the podcast. As we are now in season three, which is very exciting, I can't believe we're in season three of the podcast now and we're about to undergo a rebranding and everything. After every advice podcast type episode, that's literally every podcast episode, lol, um, after each podcast, I'm going to put the topic up on my Instagram stories and I'm going to ask for questions if any of you have that. And that'll be at the end of the advice segment. So it used to go life update, the advice kind of chatty part, and then the new things I've done. And now it's going to go um, life update, the advice part, any questions that you guys wanted covering, and then up to new things I've done that week. I think it makes it, I don't think I can do two podcasts a week. I think it's kind of it's too much but I think this is a nice way for us all to feel like involved in the podcast so I'm excited about it but yeah good luck if you are moving and on to the new things that I've done this week I'm so in the habit of it going on to new things we've done this week that I just finished it with now on to the new things we've done this week which is not what is happening people we are having a change up of the podcast organization now we're doing the questions that I asked you so I put a little box on my Instagram stories about things you wanted to know about moving to uni moving cities that type of thing and now we'll go through all of them and answer as many as I can in the next five minutes okay the first one how long does it take to not miss your old life I think I think it's tricky because I think there's elements of your old life that you will always miss because it's different. Like I know certain things that I miss about home is like, I miss the freedom to run, like the running. Running, for example, it sounds like a silly thing to miss, but the outdoors and the countryside is such a massive part of my life at home. And it's not a massive part of my life here because it's the city and the environment's totally different. But I think it's really important to focus on the things you're gaining from it. I think there's parts of your old life that you will miss. I think it's different if it's like situational, like you miss the place that you're living, you miss running, you miss different types of this. Or whether you mean missing your old life in terms of the social situation. Because I think that can be really tricky when you leave this social situation that you have spent years building up and you come into a total new social situation where it might not be as good for the first few weeks or so because you're still having to create those relationships. And I think 
In terms of how long it takes not to miss your old life, I think it's really important. Like it's really important to focus on the positive things you're gaining out of this new experience and to not put a time on it. And try not to compare the two because it's not like you could have kept that old one. This is your life now. That's what you used to have and you have this now and you just have to trust that at some point it's going to be better than the other one. It's going to be far better than you can even imagine but it's important to focus on the things that you're gaining from it. So although it's not going to be... You might not have all the friends to go to the pub with like you used to, I don't know, you know, things that you used to do at home. Right now, you can go to, I don't know, the art museum or you can go on a crazy night out in a club that you've never been able to do in your hometown. Focus on the things that you're gaining and slowly but surely you'll stop to think about the things that you're missing. But if you have just gone to university and this is like your first two or three weeks, that is so fine to still be missing your old life. Like, it's so normal. It's, this isn't your normal yet. It's still totally new experience. But I think trying to fill your time with things to stop you thinking about comparing the both really, really helps. Okay, next question is, what are you most looking forward to? I think the thing that I've been most looking forward to when I've been moving to London is the things that, the amount of stuff that I can do, the amount of things that my life is going to be. I think living in Scarborough for the past year and being on my own in Scarborough, it was quite lonely and it was really isolating. And I found that really tricky. But I think I've managed to find a really nice medium in this now. I've managed to find a life where I can do so much more on my own. There's so many more activities. So I think that's been really, really positive. Is there any part of your home that you're bringing to London, like a sentimental item? I think I've brought like little, I think things that make your room feel nice. So I've brought like a vase and I've brought like some plant pots and like a bed throw. And I think things that make your room feel homely make your room feel so much better. When I went to Bali, I got this like cushion cover with the koi fish on. It's all been like hand embroidered and it's so pretty. And that's one thing that's like a special thing that I've brought from London that I'm really, no, from Bali that I'm pleased about because it's nice having those little like one-off pieces that make you feel more comfortable where you are. And it's just nice to look back on. So I think, yeah, when you are moving, try to bring a few things that are going to make you feel really welcome. Okay, we've got a big question here. I'm 17 and I feel very worried about the next year of my life. Any advice? I think... Just take a deep breath and trust that it's going to be okay and trust that you're not the only one feeling terrified. I was shitting myself in seven, when I was 17. You don't know what it's going to be like and everyone feels the same way. So take a deep breath and be kind to yourself and know that it is going to work out and you are going to be okay and good things will happen to you. You just got to trust in the process and see what happens and stop putting so much pressure on yourself to have this all worked out. You're not going to have it all worked out at once. It's not going to happen. You just have to trust in the process and trust that everything is going to be okay. I think the expectation to go out and drink and go clubbing and everything it's definitely something that's switching now and I think a lot more people are more understanding of that you don't have to do that all the time and I wish that I had been more strong in kind of not wanting to do that all the time kind of vocalizing what I wanted to do and realizing that by vocalizing these things it doesn't make you boring or weird or anything like that it just means you're going to find people that are more in line in what you want to do and that there is no pressure and that if these people can't value you for not wanting to do that then they're not good people for you to surround yourself with and I think that's really important to focus on is that stay true to who you are and what you want to do and it you will attract those similar types of people I know in Leeds there was this like high on life club which was 
literally a society for people that wanted to go and do really fun things but didn't want to drink for whatever reason they just even like whether i know a lot of people went there because they were muslim and when you're muslim you don't drink or a lot of people went there because of like health reasons they didn't drink but then so many people went there because they were sick of doing activities that solely were based around drinking they wanted to do other things of their life they wanted to create a life that wasn't based around alcohol and i think it's becoming so much more normalised that alcohol isn't actually that great for you and so many more people want to explore and do different things. So please feel like it's going to be okay. I also don't like drinking all the time. It makes me really anxious and I don't love hangovers. And so I'm happy that I've managed to find other things that I like to do and I don't feel the FOMO of missing out as much anymore. It takes time. I still do feel FOMO, but like it's getting better. So have that confidence in yourself that it is going to be okay. I think there's a lot of pressure when you do turn 18 to then go out into this massive party mad world and everything like that. But it's you don't have to. You really don't have to. I was so nervous when I first started going to uni and drinking and everything like that. And it is really fun going clubbing, but you don't have to do it all the time and no one will judge you. If they're a true friend and they're a truly like good person, they're not going to judge you for not wanting to do it. And I think that's really, really important to focus on. And finally, we are now on to the new things that I have done this week, which honestly hasn't been a lot because I've been traveling so much. I've been traveling so far. I mean, I did try this iced green tea and now I'm obsessed with matcha tea, but I don't think I like the real one. I think I just like the one with loads of sugar in. You can get this chocolate bar in Bali, which is like matcha chocolate. And I swear to God, it is the nicest thing I've ever tried in my entire life. 10 out of 10 would recommend 10 out of 10. That is beautiful other new things that i tried this week i tried going back to the gym it was incredibly daunting and slightly intimidating but i'm glad that i've gone and i'm now going to have a plan about working out i think when you go to uni it's really good to have something that you do out of the house it's not just university i think it makes it feel more like home and it gives you something else to spend your time doing that's positive so whether that's dancing or walking or running or gym i don't know whatever you like to do Having that thing is really good and I would recommend all of you do it when you are moving to uni because it makes it so much easier and manageable. Other new things that I've done this week, I haven't read anything. I got new headphones, that was great. Invest in good headphones, people. It changes your life, I swear to God, it's incredible. I I don't think I could go back now. It's just the entire sound experience, it just makes listening to music so much nicer and so much more fun and better and uh, so good. I went for the Bose Quiet Comfort, the new one, the 45 ones. I didn't get them brand new. You can get them secondhand from CEX and they're literally basically brand new. The difference as well, so they didn't have the A grade ones when I bought them, so I bought the B grade ones. They are brand new there's literally no scratches or anything on them the only difference is they don't come in the box that you buy them in and so that's a good little tip to know but yeah the headphones incredible and I love them and I'm gonna edit on them now but other things new things the gym moving to London walking around London it's exciting and I'm really really happy here and I'm happy that I'm happy because it was really daunting I don't know what this next week is going to be like. I start university and I'm excited to give you all a little life update on that. But I hope you're all okay and I hope you're having a lovely week and make sure you do something nice for yourself this weekend. I'll speak to you soon. Love you. Bye. I forgot to say, by the way, if any chance, any possibility, you're able to follow me on Instagram or on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod, or you could give the podcast a subscribe and a review. It makes it so much better for people to find me and it means the podcast can grow and grow and grow, which is really exciting. But yeah, thanks for being here and I hope you have a lovely day. Speak to you soon. Bye.